are back. We return from the Shadow Realm. Wait, no, that was last week's episode. What's up, everyone? This is Earth894, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We are the guys who bring you the latest Marvel news, reviews, do some commentary. And if it was like last week, we did a full review of Thor Love and Thunder, a very divisive film. First one in a long time since maybe Thor The Dark World and Eternals. Go check it out if you haven't already. But in this episode, we're actually going to be wrapping up the series Miss Marvel, episodes five and six, and talk about what is in store in the future. My name is Devin Stone. I'm one of the co-hosts of this glorious podcast, but I cannot do this show without my friend and never a foe, the man himself, Louis Tonnerini. Tell the good people how it's going, man. Um, Everything's going good. I'm ready to review this show. I, uh, I'm home alone. Till tomorrow. Oh, wow. I've been home alone all week and partially last week. So I've been trying to rewatch the show to very little uh, success. But alas, here we are. Nice, man. Well, I'm glad you were able to uh, get some time to watch a little bit um, because there's a lot to talk about and what happened with this last episode and a half. Some stuff, good. Some stuff, questionable. Most stuff, okay. And we'll break it down in those different ways. So let's kick things into gear here, and let's actually talk about Miss Marvel. Episodes 5 and Episode 6, the show's over, and we got something pretty crazy. So, of course, before we go into this, this is going to be spoiler-filled, so if you guys have not watched at this point, uh, apologize ahead of time, but just be careful. This is your warning right here until the end of the episode, because we're going to be talking spoilers the whole entire time. Spoilers here. Is that a spoiler? I think I should just give us a spoiler. You kind of did. Cut spoiler that, alert. Cut that part out. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Yeah, well, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> Sorry, Marvel. Whoops. <laughs> That's out. So, Miss Marvel, Louie, you and I have uh, been a record in these past episodes we've done reviewing it that we're kind of like lukewarm on it. And I want to just kind of start that off. With the show now being over, does your opinion still. F- is this still about the same about the show overall or has it changed at all? Yeah, I'm still pretty lukewarm. I've been watching it in order, just one after the other. Mm-hmm. Seems to be a little bit better that way. Like I'm not forgetting stuff and oh, back to back. Yeah, I'm not forgetting anything. I'm paying attention. I'm not falling asleep. But there's like A lot of it just goes over my head just because I'm dumb and ignorant to what's going on in the world. So I had to ask a lot of questions to my lovely wife or my good friend, Richard, who then explained to me the rift between uh, Pakistan and India. Because once again, I am a damn fool. So Not a fool, buddy. Oh, yeah. Definitely a fool. But that's okay. Um... I was really, really shitty about her powers to make steps. Basically, that's all she uses it for like is to make steps or stuff. to, yeah, or to slam doors. It's basically like Spidey powers. Is what it feels like sometimes. And uh, I guess when your only power is to like get giant fists and be stretchy, you got to have a little something else, you know, at least like. Reed Richards is a genius and the leader of a 
team of, of a family, I guess, where she was just in the, you know, I probably sound like a damn fool to anybody who actually knows about Kamala Khan, but it seems like in the comics, she's just, you can get really big and her fists get ginormous. She starts thwacking stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, I played a little bit of that video game with her in it. And uh, that seems to be what her uh, powers were. So just whacking people. Then when we get to the uh, the final thing, I will uh, voice my opinion on that. Fair enough, man. I'd say I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat where um, with this show, now that it's over, I feel like it started off OK and like a, on a good like on a good foot. And then it just kind of fell up, not fell apart, but it just it lost sight of really what the point of the show is. And then all tries to like quickly tie it together in the very final episode where I didn't really feel it connected to any of the characters at all, mainly just because we jumped around a lot. But at the same time, it's like, it seems like they're really trying to shove what should have been maybe eight or nine episodes into six, which just kind of shows. Now, on the power side, I'm kind of, I have a theory that I'm going to come back to as we kind of talk about the the final episode here. But part of me is still holding on to hope that, that is not going to be how her powers are permanently. I have a, I have a theory I'm thinking of, um, so I'll get back to that later. Now, you mentioned like not knowing the history and everything. That is something I think that this and even Moon Knight have been doing well is actually like educating people with historical uh, events that you just might not actually learn about in high school, or maybe it's just been so far removed since then that you, you don't even recollect it. So. You're not dumb. You're not ignorant or anything. I too did not know too much about what was going on with like the train station and like the reason for like the the, the migration, all like that sort of stuff. So um, one thing I do like is that Marvel's actually trying to like you know put some uh, cheese on your broccoli there and kind of feed you some information and make you learn as you're watching something. So cheese I, on I your do, broccoli. I do recommend. I like. I do uh, respect them doing that. Now with episode, f- yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say Nakia, Nakia, Nax. Uh, uh, Kamala calls her Nax. I thought she was saying Max. Anyway, uh, she a- even says during history class or whatever, she goes, oh, we spend two weeks on British history and this and this and, you know, 45 minutes on. I can't remember what she said, but like Middle Eastern history, like, like it just doesn't matter. So you just said well, we didn't learn in school. You know, we probably spent 45 minutes on it. And didn't actually learn anything. Yeah, like two pages in a history book, probably. And uh, one thing that I, I picked up, <clears throat> excuse me, one thing I picked up on in this rewatch was at the beginning, she's wearing the the bangle and Bruno says that she didn't get the power from the bangle. She's had the power, but the bangle unlocked it which I did not pick up on the first time, which makes sense for the ending of the show. Because I thought she just got the power from the bangle and she had to wear the bangle to have powers. But that seems to not be the case. Well, no, it seems like the powers are only available for her to use when she has the bangle actually worn. Because that's also one thing that's confusing. She's always wearing it when she's uh, actually using her powers. But on the other hand, after what happened in episode five, where uh, Kamran's mother actually sacrifices herself so he can actually have her powers and everything, and she closes the veil, and that's pretty much the big moment. Um, 
he doesn't have any sort of like thing that he channels like a physical item but it could be different because his mom like did something very very out of the ordinary and like transferred her powers over to him hence maybe why he doesn't need it um but they almost have the identical power just different colors you know what i mean classic marvel trope same exact thing but one of them is evil evil <laughs> i don't really know if he's evil i'd say maybe just confused and misled yeah but you know one's the one's an antagonist ever since the very first ever since the very first mcu movie right episode five i think we talked a little bit about this on a different episode or we chat with someone about it but you know really the biggest takeaway for me personally for episode five was this could potentially be them shutting away in humans because all the crystallization with the powers and just what happens to um, some of the clandestines when they try and go through, they literally like crystallize and then they just turn into bones. It's like, yo, did they just go through teragenesis, which is in humans. But the more I've read up on it and looked into it, it feels more like that actually is just, they mentioned earlier in the series that they come from a world of light and that like, they don't look like how they should in our realm versus what they look like. So I don't think that's really them like, dying i think it's them going back and just like dropping off you know spare baggage they don't need those bones they don't need this like the bodies so they just leave it here because they just transfer into like light energy through the veil um so that could be what they're doing but still it's it's so oddly specific to inhuman stuff and like the teragenesis uh process that it feels too on the nose to ignore so that's why i'm kind of like What's going on here? You think there's anything else that was pretty big in episode five? Um, you thought about that a lot more than I did, because to me, I just thought they died. I mean, it seems like they died, but then <laughs> I just I think about thought it, I'm like, they okay, maybe not. I just thought they touched the veil or whatever, and then turned into like black bone thing, and then rumbled. But definitely. <laughs> excuse me, into a deathly death. Uh, I'll be honest. Episode five, I think it was super duper short, right? It was definitely one of the shorter ones of the episode because a lot of it was just uh, doing the flashback with her uh, great grandmother and explaining kind of like where she oh, came from. Oh, that was the, the Aisha episode, right? Yeah, for like the first like 20 minutes. Yeah. That episode ends with Kamala saving her grandmother. Right? Right. So she was the one who actually saved her. So it's kind of this so weird yeah, time yeah. travel thing. The, uh, the bangle says the end is the beginning or something. What does is, what is the golden snitch say? <laughs> oh, I don't even remember. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Though. But But it says like you... you you only need me when you don't want me or something like that. And then Aisha says it and then she, Kamala's there and she helps grandma find uh, Abu or not Abu, but her, her dad sends her off to her dad. And uh turns out Kamala saved her grandmother in a weird time loop thing. Uh, yeah, I do. I did watch that. 
And as I was rewatching the show, I do have to say, I, I did text Richard that uh, they're talking about Aisha in the show. And she's like, oh, what happened to her? And they're like, she brought great shame upon our family. We don't talk about that woman. And I was like, this lady literally got stabbed and died. And everybody's like, fuck her. <laughs> Oh my god, this is so terrible. But that's uh kind of how it happened. And then in in doing so, uh when Namja touches the veil, she says Kamran's name, and then he gets some powers. Then he goes to find Brian. Yeah. And he uses his magic fist or whatever to hit a drone. And Bruno says, oh, you've got powers, too. And that's how the episode ends. Yep. And didn't they say Bruno lives with like his grandmother or something? Is she OK? I believe. Yeah. Nona. Yeah. Is she OK? Like they blew up uh, his place. Yeah. I've never know. seen her once. Probably, I mean, they never even cast her. For, for what it's worth, in the first episode of the second episode. He. Uh. Uh, Kamala's mom packs up food. There's there's a spicy one on the bottom for Nona. Oh, yeah, she's there somewhere. This whole time she's just been sleeping. She's like, oh, did I miss anything? Where's Bruno? We don't talk about him. Exactly. So with episode six, this is where it really ties the whole show together from actually figuring out what the DODC is going to do now that they know where... Uh, some superpowered people are at hunting him down and everything and going through that whole kind of battle within a high school stuff. You know, it was okay. Um, a couple of things that are interesting is that when they open up the episode and they try to show like Kamala is trying to like openly admit to her family that she is the light girl or whatever they, uh, that pseudonym for herself. Um, and no one's surprised. They all know. So I thought it was kind of funny because my favorite part of this whole show, when I think about it, has been her family, especially her, uh, like her dad and her mom and the brother, just because like they're <laughs> they're they're funny. They are legit you, funny. You just said her family, and then you said especially her mom, her dad. I and know, her brother. I know. It was literally her family. Well, uh, that's excluding like her grandmother, her great grandmother, her, uh, her, her great grandpa. Her cousins, and then you know, uh, yeah, her, her immediate family. Yeah, okay, so those three, uh, I, but fair, very fair. <laughs> that was that made me laugh. I really like Amir, her brother. He's funny. I looked him up. He's known for just being in this show. I wonder how old he is because, um, Iman Vellani is that her name? Yeah, she's Miss Miss Marvel's nineteen. Yeah, she's young. Something like that. She came straight out of high school. So I thought that this guy was going to be near our age, but I think they, I think Google said he was 35. Damn, he's old. He doesn't look that old. That, that is funny. Yeah, well, how old is he? Can I find him? I'll have to find him somewhere. Um, yeah. I, I love her dad just because he's, like, so goofy. And also, they're, like, one of the only, like, like openly supportive parents now that she's like a superhero and everything. Cause it's like, Oh my God, you're like 
super. It happened to you. But also, I can't figure it out. I, I haven't gone back to really see if it's true or not. Um, the whole beginning of the series, the problem is that Kamala finds the bangle going through the box that like the grandmother sent over, and then her mom was like, no, no, just like leave it alone. Don't touch it. So you know, like, oh, no, mom knows what's up with this. She knows it's bad. Or uh, just good things don't she happen. She said it was... That it was garbage or something like that. Right. But did her mom actually know it grants powers? Or did she only think it was like something to do with? I genuinely have no idea what's going on. <laughs> um, that's why I'm like sort of surprised. I mean. Like her mom. did her Does her grandma have powers? Because she saw the train. They said it would only right. work to get to the other dimension if they had both bangles. But you only ever see the one bangle, and they never mention the second bangle. I I I don't know. I wonder if it's a it's a, a like a kind of a shitty way, but it's like a paradox because there are technically two bangles being used. They're the same one, but at different points in time. Maybe I don't know. You bring that up makes sense, point. man. I I thought it was just the ten rings was the bangle cut into ten rings. I I had no freaking clue, man. Huh, interesting. Yeah, did, I, 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 I don't, don't think that's what it is, but I, ugh, your guess was as good as mine. So I don't know, because her mom is suddenly like totally okay and like happy that like Kamala is like a hero. And if that's the case, then a lot of this stuff could have been avoided in the very beginning. She wouldn't have ruined the wedding. She probably could have been more open about, hey, I have these powers from this thing I pulled from the box, and now there's people trying to hurt me. What do I do? But right? I don't know. All TV can be ended if people would just talk to each other. That doesn't happen in TV. Yeah, that's why it's called the drama. Um, yeah, I don't know if like <laughs> they know that the bangle is magic. I mean, they have to I at this point because they've seen her use the powers and almost wear it. Does hold on? Does yeah? In episode six, Aisha gives the bangle to to grandma. Right? I can't remember what they call to grandma. She gives her the bangle. Before she dies, right? Mm, I talking about on the the little at the train, station. in the train station, because that's how Grandma has it. Then that's how because otherwise, Grandma would have had to pull it off of Aisha's corpse, and she was and then they would just know that she was stabbed instead of ran away or whatever they thought happened. I think yeah, I think that's what happened. Don't quote me on that though, because I don't remember what's on my head. But I mean, I think it makes sense. So um. Like, it begs the question, do they all have powers? Well, or because it's in her blood or whatever. So, like, is her mom, you know, or? Well, I don't think so, because Bruno says to her in the biggest reveal possible, which did not expect in this show, um, Bruno says, hey, I checked your DNA again. Um and compared it to your family's, which also, why does he have her family's DNA? Um, that's another question. But when he does that, he mentions that your DNA is different from the rest of your family's. Now, I'm assuming that's probably at least immediate family. Um, so that means that her mom probably doesn't have whatever mutated gene she has, especially her dad. Dad doesn't. Yeah, because Amir wanted to see if he had powers. He kept bugging Bruno to check. Uh Gotcha. And that's gotcha. that's why he was looking. But... Okay, that makes sense now. I totally missed that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so it's she has it. Now to get into my theory, 
since we're talking about like the whole gene and the power source thing, I was watching uh, Kamala again as she's like turning into like the Ambigan version of herself and like using her powers more in the final episode with the showdown with the DODC. If you look close enough, when she has like her arms stretched out, her arms are not physically stretched out. It's only the crystals or whatever this like cosmic uh, power is. Because I was like, okay, if she's actually stretching, that's one thing. But this, she's not. It's only the crystals doing the appearances if she is. So what begs the question, my theory is that because she is no longer in, well, she doesn't seem to be in human. It seems like they're totally just scrapping in humans, which, okay, whatever, fine. If she's a mutant, then that means they're, her powers are still only being uh, like available for her to use when she's holding or when she has the um, the uh, bangle on. So that's the actual like that's the catalyst. That's the medium for it to actually be used. Now, I wonder if they're going to try and combine mutants coming out out of nowhere in the process of how people get their powers activated through teragenesis and humans by having some sort of like big cosmic or a like planetary event happen kind of like an entire like emp wave go throughout the entire planet that's going to act just like how the bangle does to give the powers for kamala to use that's going to happen and it's going to be permanent now if you kind of remember with um what happened in like the avengers video game and some stuff in the comics Basically, Tenor Genesis, that's what happens in like San Francisco. And all these inhumans are now out. Because if you were in the blast radius, you now have the powers. Or if uh, if you have that like mutated gene or whatever. And if you don't, then you're, I think bad stuff happens to them actually. Yeah, because if you go through Terra Genesis and you're not inhuman, then you basically just die. So if that happens, that could be how they try and actually get the mutants into the MCU. From whatever it is, it's going to be something big and it's going to cause it to all of a sudden be on blast and out of nowhere. And I think the DODC is going to be the biggest organization against mutants. So that could be what they're trying to figure out with, um, like when we saw the end of Shang-Chi, they said like, oh, it's putting like a beacon on. I think the beacon could be calling out to the original creators, whether that's Kree or someone else, that's going to call those people and they're going to come to Earth and then that's what's going to cause that big event resulting in all these powers now becoming out into people being able to use them freely without having to have some sort of device on. So when that happens, Kamala's no longer going to have her powers as they appear today with the crystals. She's actually going to be just exactly like how we've seen her as an inhuman because now it's not something being able to grant it. It's actually fully out. It's for her use and she doesn't need that bangle anymore. So that's what I've been rattling around on second viewing of the episode. So we shall see. I think they tried with the Inhumans. They failed and they're moving on personally. And honestly, I think too many people just might get confused. They might be like, well, why is an Inhuman practically a mutant? And why is a mutant basically an Inhuman? And instead of trying yeah. to explain it and make it different. But my only hang up on that is because we've seen Black Bolt, King of the Inhumans in Multiverse of Madness. So... I don't know. So why we need answers on phase four and where the fuck it's supposed to be going. Because it's just it's just opening more and more questions. If we're going to get all these questions in phase four and then all of phase five is just answering those questions, 
That is a long payoff, my friend. I must admit. Yeah. What uh? What did you think of Kamala doing the embiggen thing and just becoming ginormous and breaking the guns? And that was cool. Looking like the Kamala Khan that we know from the video games or the comic books. The yeah, other stuff. I thought it was pretty cool just to see her actually in that form. Um, especially if you're a fan of her, then you're finally getting a little bit of a uh, fan service here. And it's cool to see her not just do the same thing over and over again. It's cool to see her actually like in that larger kind of silly putty kind of uh, uh, physique. What did you think of it? I liked it. Uh, you know, after a show full of stuff I didn't recognize, it was nice to get like a, a payoff kind of, you know, she was wearing the, the Kamala Khan or the Miss Marvel suit, the costume, whatever the whole, the whole thing. And, and she, uh, just, uh, became big and started smacking people around. It was pretty cool. Um, although one thing I didn't love about the episode was the plan in the school where like Amir came and he's like, Oh yeah, I used to go to this school. Or like, uh, what's her name? Tori? It just shows up out of nowhere. Like, oh yeah, I'm here. She's just like, I've known the whole time. Like, come on. Come on. Somebody has to not know, right? And that's also an issue I have with the episode because she's just wearing a little mask on her face. She was by all the people she hangs out with all the time. You saw her family there rushing at the scene trying to protect her with those other people. And then they had a little TikTok montage at the end of people saying, who is she? Who is she? Who is she? Bitch, you all know it's super easy to know who she is. So I think that's the like most unbelievable thing. Like, who is this Miss Marvel girl? You practically see her jumping from her house all the time when she's her power. So I think that's the just, it's just silly. Yeah, I agree. Uh, did you notice that they played the X-Men theme song when they when Bruno told her she was a mutant? I didn't catch it the first time, but then on second viewing, I like I was actually listening for it. And they kind of do it like it's almost a little bit more matching the music style they've used for her, right? That kind of synthy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about it being the X-Men uh, 90s animated theme? It's one of the best theme songs in cartoon history. Can't complain. Do you think they're actually trying to say that the the animated X-Men is the one they're going to be pulling into the MCU? Or do you think it's just the theme is so good that that's why they're using it? That theme is so iconic that if even when uh, Charles Xavier rolled in in uh, Multiverse of Madness, right. they're like, that's just synonymous with the X-Men. Right, but he was in the yellow, goofy-looking chair that he was in the animated show. Yeah, but that was just... its I think that's just so iconic. And that was a different Earth and all that other good stuff. I think if we get Charles Xavier, it's not going to be Patrick Stewart. It's not going to be James McAvoy. It's going to be you, Devin. You're going to be Charles Xavier. <laughs> Man, that sucks. I don't want to be bald. That's oh, one of my like, biggest fears is going bald. Hate to break it to you, Devin, but people go bald. I know. Believe me, I know. Well, then you'll be Gambit. You know, I really know nothing about Gambit other than they try to do a Gambit movie, 
with uh, Channing Tatum. He started it, and uh, they killed that movie because it's yeah. probably gonna suck. Yeah, poor guy. Maybe one day. I bet he'll come. Honestly, I could totally see him being Gambit in the MCU at some point. Totally when they when it. they when they axed the movie, he stopped watching superhero movies. Yeah, I mean, fell in, fell into a depression. He said, "I'm not I'm not doing this anymore." You know, honestly, I think that says a lot of him about him too, because he's been in. I mean, he's been a pretty big actor, and then he kind of fell off for a little bit. But he's still in some stuff. Like he's in that Sandra Bo movie recently uh, that we should have seen instead of uh, Morbius. <laughs> Um, the Lost City, right? It's on Paramount Plus. I'm going to watch one day. Um, but I think I it says did. a lot when, like, you're so attached to a project, especially like that, and that it causes you to be like, I can't watch other stuff. It like it soured the taste to me, uh, like the, the taste for me. I mean, yeah, he's a handsome, jacked dude. I honestly got to give him respect if he's like he was that like excited and motivated to be the character that this is how it affects him. So kind of, I, I like, I, I can sit with the size for the guy. Oh, well back on track. Anyways, where do you rank Miss Marvel for your phase four Disney plus TV shows? Oh, I'm going to put this at no matter what, what if it's still going to be my very last. So this would be one step above that. So you think this is the worst live action, live action show. So we have WandaVision, I would, Hawkeye, I would Falcon, have to agree Loki, with you. Moon Knight, and Miss Marvel. So six live action, correct? Sounds sounds good to me. So you said you were about the same? Uh yeah. I would say this is the the worst live action show. Mm. I was it, it wasn't it wasn't that it was bad. What if was bad? This just was not ripping to me. It just felt so rushed kind of a bummer because it had some good stuff it had some really cool moments but i mean cohesively as a story it just like i said it it doesn't really stick in your mind like it's very forgettable in my opinion other than just the fact that they made one of the biggest reveals in mcu <laughs> with a mutant drop like that's when that, I, I, I don't know. I really need to see how this plays out because I'm frustrated, but I'm also confused and I'm intrigued. So I don't really know how to fully describe that emotion. But other than just like, I really hope that this is, if this is the right way for them to do it, and if this is the right call by saying she's a mutant, going with that and sticking with it, that's a very bold move and that has to be strategic. So I really hope whatever they have planned for actually incorporating the mutants fully into the MCU. I really hope this is a good payoff from this series finale. Then if not, I will now, cry. Now, we usually end the reviews by going, well, where do you think we're going to see this person next? What's next for Miss Marvel? What's next for so-and-so? But we did get a post credit scene on the last episode where Miss Marvel is is in her room and she's doing whatever and the bangle starts to glow and then she just apparates and she's gone and then in comes Brie Larson's Captain Marvel and then she just looks around and she goes oh no oh no 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 and then she runs away and that's how it ends so um what do you think's going on there I want to the first thing I looked at when I rewatched was, is she wearing the other bangle or does she have it on her? Because whatever she did, 
or whatever happened, I mean, they swapped places. So there has to be some reason why they swapped. So my guess is it's because of whatever technology is at play here with the bangle and the rings and whatever else. So the fact that she traded a place with Miss Mar with Captain Marvel, that's what makes me think that more of these devices are uh, are these accessories, these power accessory items are Kree based because Captain Marvel had so much to do with the Krees and the scrolls and her movie and talking about where she came from and all like that. So it makes sense. And if they're trying to tie in a little bit about the inhuman like origin, well, that's all Cree. So that's what makes me think she has to have another one of the devices that's going to be revealed in the Marvels. Um, but I also think that it'll be hilarious because they're probably going to open up part of that movie with Carol Danvers walking downstairs, seeing the rest of like Kamala's family, and then having this like really funny commotion scene like, um, we got a problem. Hi, I'm Captain Marvel, and it'll just be funny, and they'll probably interrupt her a lot. And I just want to see uh, uh, her dad just talk to her. He's like, I don't know who you are, but I recognize you from somewhere. <laughs> like something funny like that. It'd be so funny. So I think that'll be kind of exciting. But what's your take on that scene? <laughs> you know, she's got something to do with the the magical powers and this and that of the bangle and of the Ten Rings. Because the last time we saw her was in Shang-Chi. The end. She said, you can get my number from Bruce. Uh thought it was odd that she just said no, 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 and then walked, <laughs> like, ran away. Um, I don't really, I don't really know how they're going to go on with this. Uh, I assume they're going to take her, I assume they're all going to meet up with Fury. Excuse and, me. Uh, Nick Fury, yeah. Uh, Sam Jackson is doing Miss Marvel reshoots, or the Marvels, uh, reshoots right now as we speak oh there you go uh i assume they're going to meet up with him on his little space station that we saw at the end of spider-man far from home does that sound right uh we know that monica yeah monica rambo is up there with him or at least was on her way up there with him the last time we saw her so that's assuming that those are going to be the three Marvels. Uh, I don't know how exactly they're going to do that, but I assume the, the apparating will just bring Miss Marvel where she needs to go. And Captain Marvel is the most powerful being we have. So she's just going to like go outside and fly Shoot off up and there. Yeah. She'll just be there because that's what she can do. So, um, are you more, less, or about the same for the amount of excitement for the Marvel's movie after seeing Miss Marvel? Probably about the same. Okay. Yeah, I think probably about the same. How about you? I wouldn't say less. I'd probably say about the same. I'm not like dying to see where this goes next, but... I'm always, I always love more stuff. Uh, but, you know, I've, once 
the hype starts building around it, I'll be more excited. But for right now, you know, yeah, whatever. I'm I'm more excited that that got switched with Ant-Man and we can see Quantumania and see what's going on there instead of going straight into another Miss Marvel project. Go on. And as we think about it, too, so I'm pretty sure Miss Marvel, or I keep doing this, The Marvels, this is killing me, um, I think that's supposed to be coming out based off of what we have before Secret Invasion. So how I'm picturing this all unfolding in my head, wherever Carol was at, which I have a feeling maybe was in the middle of battle or something very serious, that's why she was like, oh, no, 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 because she just like is not there anymore, and she's maybe swap places with a poor kid and left that poor kid in the middle of danger or stranded somewhere. Who knows? Hopefully not space um, outside of a ship. But if this is now, this is good fishy. Cause when does this take place compared to WandaVision and multiverse of madness? Because if Monica hasn't left earth yet to go meet up with the person who wants to talk to her, which we know is fury, that could be how, uh carol connects with monica they go meet up on earth somehow and then they go together to fury's place in the the great gig in the sky and then um that's going to be where they ultimately find kamala maybe carol was already with fury and some other people or some scrolls or something so at least maybe kamala isn't alone but the first time they meet is definitely gonna be in space but that's what i'm thinking so whatever happens in that movie when it ends, that probably will have to set up for at least showing where Fury is going to be with Secret Invasion if it's happening chronologically right after those events. So, yeah, that's kind of how I imagine at least the intro between all three starting. And you asked, too, like, am I more excited? Am I less excited for this movie because of the show's wrapping up now? If I had to say what I'm excited for, it's more so for the actual the mutation gene drop, talking about mutants. That's what's more interesting to me because that's a whole new catalog of iconic characters that are just waiting to make their MCU appearance versus we already know all these Marvel uh, characters with Monica to Kamala. So it's not like there's a lot of like surprise there. The true surprise is what are you going to do with these, these mutants? And that's what I want to know. Um, hopefully they build on that more because it seems like she's already got something else set up here. And unless they bring more mutants in, in the Marvels, who knows? Who knows if that just gets ignored? That would be terrible. Wouldn't be the first time. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about too. um, Bruno. Let's talk about Bruno. We don't talk about so anyway, no. <laughs> so there's a kind of couple of weird things with him. So when they're uh, all splitting up, so he kind of walks in on uh, Kamala and Kamran about to have that moment and have that kiss, but he interrupts it. But he's like, hey, you two get out of here. Right after that, that's when I'm pretty sure um, all the DOS DC guys come rushing in. He's like, oh, hey, look at me, blah, 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 blah. And instead of them doing something funny and quick of like stopping him or whatever, they full on show him getting like, like nine uh off like guys is rushing they like smack him with a gun or just they knock him hard and they like throw him up against the window to arrest him and they're like lingering on that for a moment it's totally overkill over the top way too many people for this just ordinary guy 
um, and they're saying like, shut up, shut up and stuff like that. I thought that was done with purpose because I think Bruno's going to become a villain down the road. He is trying to get this girl. She's totally ignoring him. He's trying to help her. He's very smart and he's kind of locked away on his own, whether his parents died or kind of like imagine an anti Peter Parker, right? Brilliant kid getting accepted into a really good school, living with uh, um, not his parents because they're not around and He's doing a lot of raising on his own, but in this case, he's not really getting, you know, great power, great responsibility. He's getting a lot of showing like kindness and empathy and helping people more than he would himself, but he's not totally getting it in return. And he's feeling maybe tossed aside because that's why ultimately does go to like Caltech and stuff. Now, Caltech, we see him wearing the hoodie and uh, they do that quick shot of him, like putting an envelope, what I assume was, Kamala's uh, school locker. They do not address that. I thought we were going to get something in like the credits or something, but no idea what he's like brought on the letter and what he gave to her. So that's, I'm going to be so annoyed if they never bring that up, but it's probably gonna be a long wait to that. But part of me feels like that's him saying like, Hey, that's how I feel about you or yada, yada. Um, but I mean, like one week goes by between then and when they're talking with the car and then he tells her about the mutants. So if she hasn't seen or read it by that time, like what are they doing? So going back to my idea, him being a villain, I think he's going to go away, going to be on the West coast. And I think he might potentially get recruited by, uh, Louis. Will you do me the honors of saying that woman's very long and unnecessary name? Wolverine! <laughs> no. Um, uh, Contessa Allegra. No. Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Yes. I always think of Valerie Medicine because he's Allegra. But I think she's actually going to recruit him. I think he's going to be like the, the really brainiac sort of guy or the tinkerer of the uh, Thunderbolts. We've already got a tinkerer, friend. Tinkerer was in Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, the dude uh, doing all that stuff. Yeah, Tinkerer. Um, Kamala Khan in the comic books, her first nemesis is a guy called the Inventor. Inventor. That's uh, what I was trying to say. The Inventor. I've learned this from listening to Mister Marvel's Minutes podcast. We went an hour and three minutes without shouting you out, Brian. New record. Good friend of the show, Brian. Mister Marvel's Minutes. I listened to his first few episodes about the this show and he does bring up that he thinks bruno is going to become the inventor and be a villain so the jealousy might drive him a little mad if if i can't have you nobody can something like that and he you know he invents the yeah the photon gloves that don't really do anything but that's okay he he makes her mask he's really good at airbrushing so it is possible that bruno does become a bad guy I think it was a good thing that they didn't just make him a bad guy straight off the first right. time you see him, but he's done a lot to prove his loyalty and his his uh, dedication to, to Kamala. And, you know, if he hits a breaking point or a tipping point or whatever, I think he very well could become a bad guy. But 
uh, it's starting to be a trope that the young kids' best friends are becoming bad guys because, you know, Ned's going to be real hobgobliny pretty soon here. I really hope they... Well, Ned is the only guy who, uh, like a good friend becoming a villain, that I would probably be okay with just because we've seen him at Peter's side working together for three movies and some change. And that would be a very, very heart-wrenching battle because I have a feeling it would not end up with everyone's okay and hunky-dory like a Bucky in a Steve Rogers situation. I think Ned would have to die. Uh, Ned was just watching porn. Poor guy. Speaking of, weird transition, bear with me. When uh, speaking of when uh, they're at the car and Bruno's trying to tell um, Kamala about the genes is like, so I was thinking about it and I was looking at your like DNA and everything. And Kamala says like, Bruno, you can just call me if you're bored. I totally thought that was like, uh, like, hey, man, if you're like, you know, feeling a little Peter tingle, you can like just call me, man. Just like, I don't, I don't have to do weird stuff. I don't know. That's I interpret that joke with a dirty sense of mind. I'm sorry, but it just it totally felt like it was supposed to be a sexual innuendo. Like, hey man, if you're bored, just call me. Like, just because he's like looking. At, so I was looking at your DNA. <laughs> um. So I I just had to point that out. No, I think that just meant like, hey, you're if you're so incredibly bored that you're doing DNA things, you can call me and we can just hang out. That's how I took it. But also, that's also why I think he's gonna be be a villain, not because he's like a. Oh, if I can't have you, blah, blah, blah. Not that trope. I think it's going to be because he's always there. Like you said, he's dedicated. He's shown he's a very helpful and careless person. No one is reciprocating it to him. When he goes to Caltech and everything for the summer, I bet no one's going to reach out to him. None of his friends are going to try and talk to him, especially Kamala won't, but that's because she got zapped away and she's in who knows where in the universe. So she kind of has an excuse. But all the other friends, I mean, they're just going to not talk about Bruno. So that, I think that's going to be the, really the loneliness and make him very vulnerable and then take on like trying to find a new found family of misfits and that might be the Thunderbolts. Or maybe West Coast Avengers and it turns out okay. I don't know. But that's uh, that's my stick with him. He's too good of an actor to actually just end him after this show. So, uh, yeah, that was Miss Marvel. Um, would you, would you say you, you disliked it or just like what I was saying? Like, it just wasn't, it wasn't gripping. And, you know, I didn't hate it. I didn't dislike it by any stretch of the imagination, but it wasn't just like, I wasn't excited for each new episode. Right. To me, it felt the same way when I wasn't really looking forward to other than the fact like, oh, there's something new to watch tomorrow morning. That's when I realized that the this show just just wasn't hitting it with me personally. Um, but by no means, I agree. I don't think this is a horrible show. It does not deserve any sort of like total bashing, just saying it's trash or anything stupid like that. It just, they tried something different and a little bit new. And it just, you know, for some people, it resonates very well for us. For me personally, it just doesn't hit as hard. Um, I only really care about the key moments that just contribute to the overall narrative of the MCU at this point. Not so much um, like the, the, just like the smaller story side of this, but like I said, for other people, it will. And that's okay. That's awesome. I'm really glad it does. 
How would you kind of look at it though? Do you have the same kind of similar frame of mind on it? Yeah, I just, for some of these shows, Loki, Hawkeye, those are my two favorites. It was like, I couldn't wait for Wednesday. Need to know what happens. And this one, I was just like, oh. The pro- the biggest biggest issue was Stranger Things was on at the same time as this. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff. And Umbrella Academy and The Boys. And so it was like, Wednesdays, I had to not watch Stranger Things and watch this. And so I was just like, all right, let's just get this over with so we can watch Stranger Things tomorrow or whatever. And then on Fridays, we'd watch The Boys, which was kind of the same, but to a lesser degree. Stranger Things was phenomenal. So it was, now that I'm watching it on my own accord, it's a little bit better. Obviously, it's the exact same show, but... I'm not like waiting for it. And you know, it's just it is it's there. It it is what it is. It was their first attempt at like a PG show. You know, it wasn't gritty. It was like you went from gritty gritty Moon Knight, you know, beating the jackal thing in the first episode to this show where she's like saving a kid whose favorite food is ice cream pizza. Bleh. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I like, I've watched all the episodes twice now, so at least, at least I can say that. That's fair. That's fun. One thing I do want to point out, just, that was funny as heck. You've mentioned the kid with the, pe- the ice cream pizza and everything. When they do that little, like, TikTok montage at the end, one of my favorite characters in the whole damn show, he is hilarious, was uh, uh, Sheik Abdullah, I'm pretty sure, who was like the... The Euro guy? No, he wasn't the Euro guy. He was like the head... The head um, of the mosque? Yeah, head of the mosque. Or okay. he's talking about like even on his own TikTok, he's like, oh, looks like I've become a hot dog. I hope I'm halal or whatever he's saying. Yeah. It cracked me up. I just thought he was hilarious, and he stays. He's like, everyone come over and to celebrate. We're giving free ice cream pizza for everyone after this, of course, blah, blah, blah. Like, I thought it was just funny just hearing him talk, and that character actually warmed up on me. Uh, like, I warmed up to that character as Salman. He was very funny. Um, even that kid is like, yo, I I was a prototype, so I like, I wish your powers worked when I didn't break my leg, but hey, man, I'm glad... Uh, it worked out. You still saved me. So it was some kind of fun seeing those kids like talk about him. Silly ass show. All right. We got some shout outs. What do you think? Yes, you are right. We do. We haven't done the last a shout out two. I don't think we've done the last two weeks. No, we haven't done the last two weeks. So we'll. So I've got, I've got it. I've got <laughs> it pulled up. I will let you get a chance. I'll read whatever while you get a chance here. In Iron Man 2, what number is on Tony Stark's race car in the Monaco Grand Prix? Is it 22, 14, 11, or 8? Now let me explain the significance of every single number. There is none moving forward. The correct answer was 11. Um, Very mixed bag here. Sometimes it's very unanimous with a couple Mm -hmm. stragglers. This one. Uh, number stuff is usually pretty tricky tricky people just didn't know 
did you put the an- yeah you did you put the answer to after it for this one so that's the only reason i got it right but ah we'll- the truth comes out yeah you put the answer on uh this week's too and i still got it wrong so i'm doing it. i think it's kind of fun to see it like in action like what is the actual answer is it visually seeing it? i think it's kind of cool so shout outs for the correct answer number 11 to wolf road band hey, hey those guys i know them uh, Jonah Jorgensen. Jorgen von Streich. Uh, um, uh, Ravi Kant. NYC A9. Puffy Tortilla. Mr. Marvel Minutes. Jabs. And Artillery. I'm just going to call them Jabs since we're go. friends now. All righty. And then we had a question from a couple days ago. So in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, who from the Illuminati is the third member defeated by Wanda? <coughs> Excuse me. Your answers are Black Bolt, Mr. Fantastic, <coughs> Captain Marvel, or Captain Carter. Now, Louie, did Ooh. you know this one right away? I did. I got it wrong. I thought it Captain wrong. Carter I thought Captain Carter was the last one. Or yeah, the last one. So that's why I chose the third one because Captain Marvel is the third oh, person to attack. She I got does it a little wrong, power thing and shoots I read her through it the wall. Wrong. Yeah, she shoots her through the wall. And then Captain Carter and Wanda fight. Carter dies. And then Marvel comes up out of nowhere and then she dies. So that's why. Plus, the Captain Captain, I think, is a little, little bit of a trick. See, I said Captain Marvel. But do you mean to choose Captain Carter? No, I I thought it was who's the last person to die. It's Captain Marvel. Yeah, that's what I think. The that's what maybe that's what I was thinking. Uh, who who fucking knows? I got it wrong. <laughs> I'm a dummy. That's what happened. Shout out to Taha Isim, Asim Taha Asim. There you go. And we have Skylar Ricketts, Nerd Dose Podcast, Sean Junior ninety four. Wind on. Vote me for God. Team Unicorn Podcast. NYC A9. Uh, regular Ryan. Pixie Dust Sammy. Mr. Marvel's Minutes. Notoriously Nerdy Pod. And Artillery. Art Larry. Artillery. Yeah, I don't think that's Artillery, so we apologize. So uh, let us know how to actually properly say your username. It'd be great. Art Art Larry. <laughs> oh God, I dropped something. I don't know what that was. Oh, I dropped the microphone. Like I dropped the microphone ironically. <laughs> I dropped the mic unironically. That's what happened. I dropped the mic. Drop the mic. Kicking it. Let's put that piece of trash where it belongs. So, Louis, before we wrap up, we alluded at the very beginning of this episode. We wanted to talk about something that we're gonna be dropping soon. Dropping like your mic? Yeah, just like that, Mike, and that was the hint. What we're dropping is a... I don't know where my drumroll's at. We're going to have a new updated God of Hammers merch design coming to the official Earth A94 podcast store. You may have seen it if you follow us on Instagram. It's also on our website, Earth A94 podcast slash store. So go check it out. We're going to have this new design where if you have seen... 
if you have seen if you have seen Thor: Love and Thunder, you'll recognize a certain uh, scene that is very uh, um, risque for you flick our... too hard. Exactly, <laughs> Mister uh, Thor himself. But we do see on his back, he's got a lot of tattoos that they unfortunately cut from the movie, from how he got them or like scenes of him getting them, which I really wish we saw. But if you want to have those sick back tats like Thor does. We're putting it on our shirt. So our God of Hammers, uh, which has uh, the Earth 894 insignia, as well as Stormbreaker and Mjolnir, that'll be on the front. And on the back, you got the tattoos. So definitely go check that out. It's going to be in the store. And we are excited to launch that. Thank you so much to our favorite artist of all time who does everything for this podcast, from our logo to our back tattoos now, uh, Emily Sweetheart. Go check her out on Instagram and everything. She does fantastic stuff. So... We got that dropping. It's gonna be cool. I can't. Wait. I'm gonna order one. I can't wait to order one. It's gonna be so good. So we'll have a sale on that. Samesies. Sorry, Lou. Well, I feel like I took all that away. Oh, that's fine. Um, thank you for joining us today for our Miss Marvel review. We'll be back next week with uh, something we'll have to plan. Sucks when stuff isn't just out all the time. Right. Well, uh, we have pro- four weeks until She-Hulk comes out now. I was doing the math earlier. I am Groot is coming, Devin. Oh, <laughs> my God. So we're going to do an entire series review of uh, I am Groot. Yes. Uh, yeah. So join us next week. Um, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Discord. We're on Discord. Facebook, if you want. Uh we have a website at www.earth894podcast.com. Correct? Correct. Yep. So uh, the follow show us there. Go on our Slack channel. Seriously, check out our Slack channel. Yeah, um, bring it up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Give us, uh, give us a rating. Give us five stars. Give us five stars. And you know what? So I want to make sure we say before uh, we go, though, we were recently uh, guests, Louie and I, on the fan club podcast where we got to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, forgot to bring it up during MCU for you. So that episode is already out right now. We'll have an episode uh, link for it in our show notes for this week's episode itself. Go check it out. We had a great time talking with them over there. It was really nice to talk about just a movie that we love and not something like episodic or like doing a review in a timely manner, time sensitive thing. So it was really good to kind of go back into phase two and just relive that glory. And uh, we talked about some really fun stuff there. So go check it out. And as always, thank you for joining us today here at Earth 894. We'll see you next week. Bye. Like, I am now a hot dog. Let's hope this hot dog is halal.